you know, when it's like late at night, you're like, all right, baby. <laughs> I've been really bad. <laughs> hey, y'all, and welcome to Marriage Talks with Michael and Elizabeth Ann. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about intimacy. Now, a little side note, in the first few episodes, um, we were calling our podcast the Love Doing Life podcast um, because it's kind of the umbrella of everything that we work under. Um, When I originally started my blog, it's it's just been named Love Doing Life, but we um, had a name change with the podcast, which we are super pumped about. So it is officially Marriage Talks, and that's what we will be using Um, from here on out. So a little detour, just wanted to share with you guys that little change. Um, But yes, we are going to be talking about intimacy today. Yeah. yeah, And of course your mind is probably going to a certain one particular kind of thing, but uh, we're going to be covering the wide range of different kind of intimacies that you have to encounter in a marriage, not just sexual, not just physical, but Um, We're also going to cover some emotional and spiritual intimacy as well. And all of that's super important for just really having a good, healthy marriage. Right. And overall healthy intimacy uh, level with your spouse. So, and we plan on digging deeper into each one of these. We just want to do kind of um, an overview of each one today and um, just kind of some of the important things that we have found with those that really works um, for us and share those with y'all. So the first one is physical. Physical. Let's get get physical. 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 Oh, we didn't talk about what key we were going to do that in. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. We are obviously professional singers. (laughs) Just kidding. We're not. (laughs) But we also... I don't think anybody thought that. (laughs) We also... Did not share with each other that we were going to break out in a song. So high five for that one. Ooh, that's going to be real loud. Okay. That was <laughs> we just did a silent, silent high five. <laughs> high fives are not great for podcasts. For the sake of your ears. Yeah. You're welcome. But yes, physical intimacy. I think we can definitely do a broad strokes kind of thing for physical uh, intimacy. And we will get into that a little bit more in detail later because that's the main thing a lot of people talk think about whenever you say intimacy so we'll kind of come back to that um emotional intimacy not something you would typically think of as a part of intimacy but super important for a healthy marriage yes so we all all humans are very emotional whether you are one who shows it on your wears it on your sleeve or if you keep it totally to yourself locked up inside you just can't help it. There are emotions in there. And um, being able to read your spouse and kind of know them intimately and be able to talk about that is super important for closeness. Right. And when you're communicating with your spouse about your emotions, it it allows you to achieve an emotional intimacy level that is only possible by being transparent. So if you're being honest with your spouse about how something they did made you feel um, or a situation that you were in together made you feel, if you're open and you're communicating about those things, it 
it kind it just allows your your spouse to see how you work and how things affect you and the emotions that come up when you're in certain situations or when certain things are said. Um, and it feels really silly at first to like sit there and say, oh, well, you said this and it made me feel sad or it made me feel insecure. Like it almost feels elementary, but I can't stress this enough that it has been so important and vital in our marriage. Um, just to start at the basics, like you said this and it made me feel so awful inside and here's why and share that. Or even you said this in this way. Right. So just whether it be an aggressive manner of saying something or the actual content of the words. Yeah. It's, it, like I said, it feels really weird to kind of say that sentence at first, but the more you do it, the more natural it becomes. And I think too, the, um, the more you allow your spouse to really see who you truly are. And, and for us, we believe in having an exceptional marriage. And a part of that is you have to be open and honest and vulnerable and messy essentially with your spouse. And, and if you're not talking about those things, if we're not communicating with each other about our emotional um, needs or reactions or whatever it might be, uh, it's it it kind of puts them at an arm's length, you know, just like you can I'll let you in on certain areas of my life, but emotionally, you know, you're not really welcome. And and that's that's not OK for us. Um, we, we just see that is very, very important. Um, so if that's something that isn't really present in your marriage, you're listening to it and like, oh, I don't really have those conversations with my spouse. Um, it is going to feel it is going to feel strange the first um, few times or <laughs> for us, for or at least for me, it's like the first dozens and dozens of times um, I would say things like this made me feel X, Y, Z. Um, I, I want to encourage you to have those conversations. I think they're really important. And if you need something like a little stick with feathers on it, like the emotion stick, you can pass it to your spouse so that they can say what their emotions are. <laughs> I've kind got of the like talking stick. Summer camp kind of thing. No, I wouldn't go to that level. But um, I actually know, um, well, we both know a couple who at the beginning of their marriage, it was hard for them to talk about certain things. Um, it's very hard to be honest and open and... I'm not like that. I'm very open and very honest with Michael. <laughs> um, so it surprised me when I heard this. And actually, it surprised me how many other um, couples have a hard time um, being honest and open with each other and talking about stuff. Uh, it was it was kind of an eye opener for me. I, d I did not realize that so many couples struggle with this. But one thing that this couple did in particular was way they had Honest Tuesdays. And so on Tuesday, they would sit down at the end of the day and they would be able to say, when you did this, it made me feel less than dirt. When you did this, it made me feel incredibly insecure. When you did this, I was so saddened. When you did this, you know, they just essentially kind of went through their list of things that happened throughout the week that they were allowed to be honest about. And the other person 
couldn't say anything back. Well, I only did that because it's like, no, 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 that's not allowed. They were able to share with the other person judgment-free how they felt about certain things. And it allowed them to kind of put into practice being honest and open and vulnerable with each other. Both of them got to do it. You could not react. You could not say anything. And they've been together for several decades now at this point, and they have a very strong marriage and um, are believers. And they, they attribute that little practice to now being able to share feelings with each other in a respectful manner and being able to respond respectfully as well. And so that's a little, um, maybe something to try with your spouse. If, if you feel like you have a hard time being honest and open with each other, it's kind of like judgment free zone. And you really may have to work on that. That is absolutely something that doesn't come natural to a lot of people because I think everybody wants to justify themselves. Mm-hmm. And I know from my perspective, speaking about me, that's incredibly hard. I get super defensive and justify everything. So if I were to have that like zone where I can't justify, I would struggle with that for quite some time. Yeah, it's really hard to sit there and say, I'm sorry. And not say, I'm sorry, but that's not... sorry, but you totally (laughs) deserve what I said to you. Yeah, that's not a real apology. (laughs) We will have a whole episode about apologizing. Don't you worry. (laughs) Um, But it was just... I thought it was the coolest thing that they they implemented in their marriage um, towards the beginning of of things. And they were young. And so it was just... it, It gave them the tools to be able to navigate situations like that and tough conversations so you don't have to do something quite so drastic is that right away like a night where you sit down and talk about that but just i would work that into your general conversation so that it just becomes a natural flowing part of things well the beautiful thing about the honest tuesdays was that they weren't doing it at all so they couldn't implement it into their conversations so it it gave them like it, it, it was like scheduled time. And then once they got better about being respectful of each other's um, emotions and what they were saying and really truly caring for each other and saying, man, I am so sorry that I did that. And it was also, it also allowed them to be like, um, you know, you did this and it made me feel this way. Well, m- maybe it was like the husband did something and it really upset the wife. The husband had no idea and he thought he was doing something good for the wife and something that would benefit her, but she took it the total opposite way. It allowed them to be um, on the same page. It's like, oh, well, we need to work through that because it's what I'm doing is not being received and how I want it to be received. So it, it allowed them to eventually work it into everyday conversation. It just gave them a, a safe space, essentially. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And also the other thing is all the examples we've used so far have been, you said this, you made me feel this way, kind of negative stuff. Don't forget also be very, very uplifting. You know, if if someone makes you feel good, if a, you know, a little glance or a touch or some encouraging words affected you in a positive way, tell your spouse that, tell your wife that, tell your husband yes. that, that stuff is that might be the first great thing they've heard all day or all week even. You know, some of us have jobs that just beat us down 
or you just, you know, you feel like you need something to grab onto for fuel. And that one little thing from your husband or wife can be everything to you. So if something goes well or if something was encouraging, please tell the other person about that. Yes. Because it also, too, that's really important. I'm glad you brought that up because it it also allows them to say, okay, I did this. This was received well. I did this right. We always want to do, I don't know that anybody necessarily sets out to do the wrong thing all the time. We want to do the right thing all the time. I think a lot of us are afraid, afraid of failure. And so um, being complimented and saying, this made me feel special today. I appreciated your little note on the fridge. Um, that type of thing, expressing those positive emotions. You did this and it made me feel happy. Telling your spouse that is so, so key. Um, because I think too, if you're always hearing the negative, the opposite, you did this and it made me feel bad. Um, it feels like you're never doing anything right when you are, Absolutely. but you're just not actually highlighting it. And both things need to be highlighted. And I think more of the positive needs to be highlighted for sure. Um, but marriage is hard. (laughs) It's going to feel like there's a lot of, a lot of negative, negative things happening um, in different seasons, but definitely highlight the positive stuff. What was the bad news sandwich that you used to use in your emails? Oh, so so I learned a lot of people, um, hopefully a lot of people know about this, but if you don't, I'm about to rock your world. <laughs> um, it's the compliment sandwich. So if you have to deliver bad news of some sort, you say something positive, you deliver the bad news, and then you say something positive. Let me use an example. So okay. I'll make my own example. Okay. So you wrote a great email there um, to your supervisor. You're fired and your hair looks really nice today. <laughs> Was that good? That, that, well, I mean, you probably shouldn't fire somebody like that, but, but I think actually uh, a more, legit one that you would use is babe you are so hot your gravy tasted like flour but man you look good in those jeans (laughs) i have said that before i think (laughs) yes well (laughs) probably something close to it let me just i thought the flour thing that was a real story the flour thing the gravy tasting like flour. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that was real. Okay, huh? so yes, little little side story. I I mean, I really am a pretty good cook, but I had at this point in our marriage, we'd only been married for like a year. If that. Maybe. And I had never made gravy before. And if, you, if you've never made gravy before, it's not that easy. Um, real gravy. We're yeah, talking like the real Real southern deal. good gravy. Like you southern ladies... It's an art. You're amazing. I have come to learn the art of gravy making, and it's much better now. But first time I made it, I could not get the right consistency, and it was driving me bonkers. And I swear, I must have spent like an hour. Easily. It was such a long time, and I just kept adding flour. Thicken it up, thicken it up, and then you take a taste. The consistency is good. And then you take a taste like, this is all flour. <laughs> this is like flour paste. This is terrible. It truly was terrible. And I cried. And it's not because, it's not because like, I, like, 
I couldn't do it. It was like I wanted to be a great cook for my husband, and I failed. And that night, you just didn't do it. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I've that's healed. Of, I've healed since then. <laughs> but. That's one of those nights, guys, where uh, you know you want to you want to just love on your wife. You want to always give her praise. But she knew. She knew it was not good. It, no, it was not good. It was not good. I'm woman enough to to admit that version of my gravy was not good. Now it's great now. It's pretty amazing now. Mm-hmm. It's good. She got some training from a real Southern woman. Yeah. She took her. We went into her kitchen and she showed her how to do it all. It's been bellissimo ever since. Mm-hmm. So yes, little side fun story for you, but emotional intimacy both. Um, both positive and negative is super important to talk about. So the next type of intimacy is spiritual intimacy. Um, so for Michael and I, before we were, before we were ever married, or I think even dating, we knew it was important to each of us that we married a Christian. We're both believers and it was super important to us that we were, um, equally on the same page with our spouse. And I, I on, I honestly believe that whether, whether being spiritually connected with your spouse is seemingly important at the, or unimportant at the time, I think as time moves on and you get a little bit older, it becomes more and more important. I just, I I don't know. I just kind of think that's the way that that we kind of evolve from being young and just young and like naive, I guess. And then you growing older and your relationship deepens with your spouse, just being connected on every level just becomes more and more important. Um, so whether it's like for us, like we are Christians and so that is super important to us. Um, but if maybe you're not a Christian, you're not a believer, um, I think, that it may not seem like a big deal right now, but whether it's you don't believe or you do believe it, it is an important thing to really think through. And so we're, we're speaking from a Christian background and, um, and that's, that's important to us to be on the same page with that. And when we say that, like we are believers and we are reading our Bible and we are communicating with each other about the things that we're learning, the things that we feel like God is teaching us, the seasons that we're walking through, whether it's individually or together, we are very open with each other about that. Um, like we kind of both went through a season where we just felt like we didn't have the patience with our kids. Like we just felt like our patience fuse was super short and just like having to like, do deep breathing techniques when we're dealing with our four-year-old or two-year-old. Like, it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm losing it. <laughs> and and we just, we challenged each other. Like, are you in the word? Are you, are you being, is your cup being refilled? And, and it wasn't, we were, we both were not in the word. And so it's super, we just really, really feel like it's really important to be, um, and the word and to be, and to be sharing with each other 
the things that we're learning. Um, I think we have, now that we have, we challenged each other and we're keeping each other accountable. Um, like we got really serious about it. I think honestly, our, our quote patience pockets have gotten a lot deeper with our kids, um, and each other, like we were snapping with each other and jumping to conclusions. And, you know, if you haven't experienced that with your spouse yet, don't worry, it's coming. (laughs) It will happen. I promise. But yeah, so just keeping each other accountable, talking, talking with each other about, um, what we feel like the Lord is teaching us individually. And as a married couple, like we've walked through some very difficult seasons together. And I think it is, I don't think I know, I know it's super important to be grounded in the word and to, challenge each other to be seeking the Lord on how do we walk through this together? Because when we have tried to do it without the Lord's help, we have failed miserably. I mean, we just have not been successful. And so it's kind of like, why wouldn't you have those tools in your tool bag? You know, it's like going into battle without a gun. Not good. It's not good. <laughs> one outcome on that one, buddy. Yeah. So spiritual intimacy can just be so, so beautiful. And it just, it has truly enriched our marriage, I think. Would you agree? Absolutely. All right, ladies and gents, the moment you've all been waiting for, we're going to talk about physical intimacy. Oh, yeah. Bow, bow. Honey, we're just so meant to be together. <laughs> Is that what you were thinking, really? That, that we're so meant to be together or that song? You sang it with me. Oh, yes. It was pretty on, on key. Yes. We were on the now, same key that time. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty obvious. Um, also, we're probably going to get the automatic scanners to like find that copyrighted music and like, kill the stream. No, you have to have like 30 seconds of the okay, song. Right. We're good. We're good. We're within the limits. We're good. Like two seconds. So physical intimacy. This is what everyone thinks about when you say the word intimacy. Boom. Your mind goes right to this. So it is no joke. Super important. <laughs> Are you getting a little nervous? I'm nervous, nervous. <laughs> nervous. I don't talk about this very much. No, uh, no you don't. It's not one of those things that... Uh, Easily rolls off the tongue. So physical intimacy, of course, is super important um, to have in your marriage. I mean, it's just another deep, deep level of intimacy. And it's so important for it to be a regular occurring thing. Just like, honestly, just as much as emotional and spiritual, you definitely need the physical. They all work together. Um, but being physical with your spouse just unites, unites each other. It's, I mean, there's a reason there like Genesis two twenty four. when man and wife become one, there's a reason that is like in the, in the Bible, you know, it's like man and wife become one. It's, it's a unifying, it's a physically unifying act and to, to be doing that regularly with your spouse is important because like I'm trying, I'm trying to find like the words. It's just, it's so, it's beautiful and it's 
incredible and it's just an amazing gift that the Lord has given us to be able to connect with our spouse in such a deep way. And I don't think that it should be taken lightly. Um, I think we both agree with that. And and I, I think one of the ways that at least I've caught myself making light of it in a sense is when we don't actually talk about it. So it's super easy for couples to to be intimate and then to not talk about it. Like it is just so easy to just like kind of like wink wink nudge nudge hey you know let's go. <laughs> and then and then but then you don't talk about it. You don't share with each other how it makes you feel, um what you like, what you didn't like. Um and we will definitely be talking about that um because that is there's a whole other um, big topic to be discussed at a later date, but um, exactly, it's it's that's one of the things that I've always really appreciated about our relationship is um, after being intimate, just having like an honest conversation. Not every time, but just like, hey, that you know, the way you did whatever you did was just really nice and just made me feel um, close to you or whatever. And it helps you to know, like, all right, that's something to save in the in the memory banks for later. Whereas, it, like, if you've ever done anything, whether it be um, sex or work production or something like that, if you get no feedback, you never know how to improve. Yeah. Feedback you, is key. Yeah, you have a, a really popular blog post on that from a couple of years back. Still one of the highest performing ones ever. So there's definitely some interest in communication in the um, physical intimacy realm. So we'll cover that in a little bit more detail um, at a later time. But yeah, just being um, open with each other. uh, It definitely took some practice (laughs) because it does not come naturally. So just telling your spouse, you know, this was good. This wasn't so good. (laughs) Um, but, you know, it's, it's just like with any one of these things, physical, emotional, emotional, spiritual, being open with your spouse and communicating with them. I mean, this is the person that, you know, Michael's the one I said vows to till death do us part. We are in it. We're in it to win it. <laughs> um, you're winning at life. <laughs> Um, you have to talk, you know, like you've got to be open with your spouse and you've, I've got to talk to him about things and I've got to share with him, um, some things that might be embarrassing or, um, insecurities, but he is there to cheer me on. And he is the one who is going to pick me up when I feel horrible, um, or super insecure about something. And, that's the way that we view our marriage. And if I don't communicate those things to him, then first of all, who can I communicate them to? And he's the one who cares the most for me. So it it is important that I share with him where I'm struggling so that he actually knows how to then care for me. Um, but physical intimacy, like it's, it's gotta be a regular thing. I mean, we've gone through seasons where, especially after kids, where it's very, very difficult to get back into it and to, to want it, 
because spoiler alert, kids will <laughs> take away all sexual drive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you start kissing and it's like, mommy, I got a big old booger in my nose. <laughs> it's a big one. Brings up a good point. It's just like, now that we have three, every time I try to like schmooze on you, <laughs> it's almost, it's, I've gotten to the point where it's just absolutely hilarious to me. It stopped being annoying a while ago because it's so predictable. As soon as I start like <laughs> kissing on you a little bit, somebody farts or like they start fighting over something. It's just like, well, I should have expected that. Her Henry runs in. I pooped again. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. <laughs> that's that's attractive. Yeah. Um, Just, you have to get around that somehow. Um, it is what it is. But yeah, so in I mean, that's a good segue into intimacy looks different in different phases of your life. When you're newlyweds, um, it is very easy to be intimate, um, at least physically whenever wherever <laughs> um uh i think the emotional intimacy and the spiritual intimacy is more difficult at the beginning um but the physical intimacy intimacy is definitely much easier than you transition to having a family and you have kids and every time we've had a kid the physical intimacy looks different um first kid you know it's a little bit more difficult but it's just really one other person that you have to okay let's just put the baby down she's sleeping all right we can go um and but then you have two <laughs> you're like all right let's get two kids down and then we can be intimate together now three it's like what am i a magician like you kidding me Get all three of them down, and then we can be intimate. Like it's, it really does seem impossible. Um, but honestly, the Lord gives grace for those those seasons where it's like, you know, you need to be intimate because sometimes, and you know, I, we keep saying we'll talk about it later. But it's just it's such a full full subject that it's so hard to really get deep into it right now. But, um, but it just it looks intimacy especially physical intimacy intimacy looks so different after every child and um i think as you move further into your marriage as long as you strive to be open and vulnerable with your spouse the communication gets a little bit easier and at least for us the spiritual um intimacy has gotten easier now that doesn't mean that achieving it is easy but at least being open with like i am really struggling with having grace for my kids today. It's like, you get home, I'm out. Mama needs some alone time because I'm about to explode. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just really sharing with Michael my needs. Like, I just, just give me five minutes. I just need to lock myself in a closet. I need five minutes and then I'll be okay. Um, and being able to share those things. The, for us, those things have gotten easier. I think, honestly, as we have more children, the physical intimacy and being open about it has gotten a little more difficult um, because there's three tiny humans that we have to care for. Yeah. And as part of that, I want to share some wisdom with the guys on the podcast. So if you have the luxury of having a lady, your spouse who can stay home with the kids all day, one of the things that 
they will run into is just you're kind of in that mom mode all the time and when we were like you know our first child and then even into our second child's um time here you know when it's like late at night you're like all right baby i've been really (laughs) and you just like all right guys it's time to go let's do this and then she's like yeah i've been momming all day and like just switching modes isn't a thing we do and i'm like what you know that's come on you know i know you're feeling this like i'm feeling it um, that took some time getting used to. It took so, a lot of time. So basically, you gotta help out during the day, like, you know, just like deciding to, um, you know, be intimate. It is absolutely not a switch you can just flip, especially for the ladies. Um, and I'm still learning this. I don't, I don't pretend to be an expert on this particular matter, but if you can do anything to lighten the load of your spouse when it comes to childcare and clean up and like mom type stuff, if you can do that during the day and can just take that burden off, then these types of things will flow more naturally. But mm-hmm. if you just mom, 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 housekeeper, 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 and then sexy wife, like it just <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. I was, you know for lack of a better word, denied enough times <laughs> to where it's like, all right, I'm going to approach this a little differently and uh, maybe do some some stuff during the day to kind of, you know, get things a little bit more improved in that manner. So just, you know, anytime, anytime you come home, just kind of take over the kids, allow her some time to relax, like she was saying, like Elizabeth was saying, just have some alone time. Or just time, like even in the room and just where you're not the main caregiver for like five seconds. And that helps a lot in terms of late night stuff. Absolutely. I mean, if you, here's a a good kind of way to parallel this is like, if you, during your um, engagement time, if you were one of the people who had to make decision after decision after decision... And then you finally get to your wedding. You're like, oh, it feels so good not to make any decisions. Like that's basically how stay a stay at home parent feels, whether you're a man or a woman. Like, but I can speak from the woman's perspective. Like we are constantly making decisions and caring for other people. And so it's very difficult to just like not like to turn off that mode and not make decisions. Um, so it's very draining and at the end of the day legit just want to fall over (laughs) and pass out um so it's it's definitely been a give and take um and i'm glad you brought that up because it's also from the stay-at-home mom perspective is we do like i do need the physical intimacy too and it's recognizing that and um knowing that that's important and so sometimes it's, you know, being intimate won't necessarily happen um, before I'm dead tired and it might happen at 1 a.m. But you know what? That's okay. And it still feels amazing. And it's great to connect with you on that level. And so it's, uh, but like I said before, this is just such a like rich, full topic that we really want to dig into more of it um, at a later time. But that's kind of just, um, 
an overview of the different areas of intimacy that we really work at. And we are, like Michael said, by no means experts, but those are some things that we have learned the easy way, but mostly the hard way (laughs) in our marriage Um, and seeking advice and counsel from married couples who are much more seasoned than we are. So, um, yeah, we just, we just wanted to share with you guys about those different areas of intimacy. And, um, I think our challenge for today, cause we've, we've been doing a challenge every episode. And if you've missed, um, the episodes before this, we would definitely recommend you going back and listening to them. Um, but I think our challenge for today is, um, I think we could probably do three different challenges if physical intimacy is being honest about that is really non-existent in your marriage, then talk about it with your spouse. Please remember to be respectful because that is extremely um, touchy of a subject. Be very, very respectful. Um, Don't say, you really hurt me when you did this or you, you know, don't point the fingers and blame. Compliment. Let's do that. Let's compliment your spouse. Say, I loved it when you did this. That's, that's a challenge for physical intimacy, for emotional intimacy. Um, the challenge here could be, you made me feel amazing when you brought home flowers or when you did the dishes or you served me in some capacity, really, um, lift up your spouse in a positive way when it comes to your emotions And then for spiritual intimacy, I would say share with your spouse something that you feel like the Lord's teaching you. You know, I really feel like, I really feel like he is teaching me to love my children in this capacity when it comes to being a witness to them, um, or to loving, um, you in sharing this verse with you, you know, make it a positive exchange spiritually. So physically compliment them in something that made you feel amazing. Um, the last time you were intimate emotionally highlight, uh, something they did that made you feel really great. And then spiritually share with them something positive that you feel like the Lord is, um, teaching you in whatever season that you might be in. So you guys, as always, if you uh, subscribe to this podcast, um, helps you to be, stay up to date with everything we're doing and uh, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And that's the best way to get the word out and help others find us. Yes, it's so important. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we are super pumped to bring you more exciting content on Marriage Talks. Marriage Talks. Yeah, boy.